Welcome to Technovation, I'm Peter High. Today I'm joined by Kathy Southwick, the Chief Information Officer of Pure Storage. A storage is a service company with revenues exceeding $1.5 billion annually. As CIO, Kathy leads the organization's global IT strategy while advancing Pure Storage's operations through the delivery of next-generation technology, capabilities, and systems. Prior to joining Pure Storage, Kathy was a Vice President of Technology Engineering at AT&T. In this interview, we discuss the storage-as-a-service model and IT's three strategic priorities, scaling the IT organization, having a lens on security, and enabling the broader business. We discuss how Pure Storage uses its own technology inside the enterprise, the differences Kathy has recognized working for a small and growing company versus a Fortune 15 giant, and how being a prior customer of Pure Storage has helped her in her current role. Lastly, we discuss what customers look for in a strategic technology provider, how Kathy's IT team works with the rest of the organization, which is full of tech talent as a whole, and a variety of other topics. If you enjoy Technovation, please consider reading my new book, Getting to Nimble, How to Transform Your Company into a Digital Leader. The book's available now on Amazon or wherever else you go to buy books. As a special offer to our CXO listeners, if you purchase 50 or more books for your team, I'd be delighted to join you and your team for a discussion on it. To learn more, write us at info at or visit gettingtonimble.com. And now for a word from our partner, Aptio. Sales teams have CRM systems. Human resources leverage HRM systems. What about the CIO, who needs to evolve from a technology expert to a business strategist? In this digital first world, CIOs and their CFO counterparts must ensure technology decisions are made to deliver business value. It's easier said than done. That's why Aptio, the market leader in technology business management, is committed to helping companies manage, plan, and optimize their technology spend. After all, champions of change need actionable insights they can trust. Learn more at aptio.com. And now on to the interview. Kathy Southwick, welcome to Technovation. It's great to see you today. Great to see you too. Thank you. Well, Kathy, I thought we would begin uh, with you are, your role. You are the Chief Information Officer of Pure Storage. And maybe you could take a quick moment and provide a brief overview of Pure Storage's business. Great. Yeah, I'd love to do that. So, you know, uh, Pure Storage is a relatively um, young company. Our first 10 years, we really set out to completely change the storage industry, disrupt the status quo that we'd all been dealing with from an IT lens. And our vision was really built on being very customer centric. Um, we wanted to fundamentally change expectations for data storage management. We wanted to think about it from enabling code-based, real-time access to resilient hybrid cloud data storage for IT, um, not just for IT, but also for developers, DevOps alike, et cetera. And really we think of storage as code. We really want to storage to be dynamic, to provide that cloud experience, be flexible, on-demand, and really be able to um, allow developers and operations managers to really, you know, consume it at their, you know, at their, um, at their needs. So that was really the whole premise behind Pure. And we, I'll kind of say we put the check mark on that. And now as we kind of go into this next uh, 10 years of our company, we really want to make sure that we're empowering those organizations. We want them to really think about their operations as a true automated storage as a service model and, um, and really allow them to work across multiple clouds and environments and, um, so that supports a you know on-prem or off-prem, you know, dedicated or shared platform. So that's really kind of the essence of Pure is really being that very customer-centric, figuring out where we want to be um, to help our customers put data to use uh, while they're reducing their complexity and and being able to manage their infrastructure. And that kind of sums up how I think about Pure. 
That's great. A great summary. I appreciate you giving that overview. And let's talk a bit about your role as a chief information officer. No two uh, CIO roles are exactly alike. What's what's within what's within your purview, Kathy? Yeah, I feel very fortunate. I, uh, I have a, an incredible um, global IT team that's you know, both domestic uh, U.S. as well as some locations around the world as well. Um, and we also have responsibility for our cyber strategy for all of the enterprise um, as well as our products. So um, think of the traditional IT responsibilities of you know all of our uh, on-prem, off-prem, you know, SaaS environments, application environments, uh, along with um, you know data, et cetera, that we support the business. But we also have that responsibility as well for looking at what does cyber look like for our business and um, helping to ensure we protect not just our employees and our company, but also our customers as well. Oh, very interesting. And I'm interested in this concept of storage as a service. Um, it really, what an interesting model this is and, and, and works well within the, the broader as a service offerings, a variety of fill in the blank as a services that are developing within technology. And I'm curious, um, as, as somebody who's a consumer of technology and presumably a consumer of pure storage's own offering, talk a bit about that, that evolution as somebody who's been involved in a, in, in a few different ways, no doubt a bit in the development, but also in the consumption of it. Yeah, it's a. Um, I think it's actually one of the most, um, you know, groundbreaking and future-thinking ways that you could consume technology. And I and I mean it like that because I think that what what has happened in the past is, um, you know, product companies typically looked at opportunities to provide a product for a given need for a customer. And what Purit really set out to do is to say, how do you actually get a little bit ahead of where customers are going? So when they start to think about their strategies, and you're moving from an on-prem solution to cloud or to a hybrid solution, there's actually not one way that you're going to be able to consume technology. And so for Pure, we really kind of let uh, put the framework in place to say, we want you to be able to consume it, whether it's on-prem or off-prem. And the only way you're going to be able to do that and be able to consume it at the rate you need to. So I don't want to have to always go out and buy something um, that's you know going to be a three or five year view. Maybe I just want to be able to consume it you know, as I go and as I grow. And that's a really important aspect for a technology company. And so um, I think it's very transformative for Pure to kind of get ahead of that and to think about that customers have, you know, those OPEX needs, those CAPEX needs, and they also have consumption difference needs. And that's where um, I think we really, you know, put our mindset is, you, it's not that you're trying to be everything to everyone, but you're really trying to help your customers to grow their business at the rate and where they want to grow their business. And that's that's really the, the essence of um, you know, Pure as a service and that ability to do that. Very interesting. Uh, I wonder if you could take a moment and talk a bit about some of your areas of focus, you know, the, the areas that you and your team are, are focused on on behalf of the company. Sure. Yeah, so, you know, we've, um, so we kind of have three primary areas and, and you're right, we, uh, we use our own technology on our own environments. Uh, and I'll talk about those here in just a second. But we kind of think of our, uh, area of focus is three kind of, I'll call them discipline areas. So one of them is about scaling the operation. So that's scaling our own IT organization and our own uh, peer security office function as well. So as our business has continued to grow, evolve, uh, move from different areas of, you know, of the world and being able to support that, we've got to make sure that we've got the capabilities, we've got the technology, that we're doing the same thing ourselves on thinking about technology, you know, forward thinking, not saying, what do I have to do today? But what am I going to do the next six months, 12 months, 18 months, et cetera? So big focus on how do we think about scaling our operation, um, both the technical side, the process side, as well as the, uh, the people. So that, you know, people are most important here for us. And we've got to make sure that we're not only hiring the right talent, but the talent we do have, that they're continuing to get opportunities to grow, develop, 
and um, and kind of learn how they have to support pure as we continue to grow it just you know phenomenally as a business so that's probably one big you know category the second is um, the security angle so we are um, very mindful and very focused that uh, we you know security in the past um, companies often will look at security in different disciplines and why we created for pure pure security office is to look across our entire business and start to make sure that from a customer lens, how are we thinking about security? So everything from how do you manage your data centers to support R&D to how do you manage your data center capacity for your internal business operations to how you think about um, just the products that we have and what we deploy. So again, another very big focus on um, thinking about it from the lens of the customer, what we should be doing, how we should be securing not just our products and our business, but, you know, also our employee data, which is also very important. And, and these days, we all know how important it is to security. And then that third one, we categorize it as um, kind of enabling our business. So these are the areas that uh, we, you know, often you think of just kind of table stakes. You got to make sure that you've got the right, you know, CRM capabilities in place. You've got the right financial systems in place. But it kind of starts to go that next step where it says, what about data for our own business? How do we want to manage? How do we want to support it? Um, how do we want to think about that maybe 10 years ago when we were an early company, a group that was looking at data for their particular team, it wasn't as important to maybe be integrated with all these other teams. And so we have put a very um, structured program around thinking about data as it exists in our business to kind of power our business and how we can enable our business to you know be stronger both in just operational disciplines as well as um, you know revenue generation and you know working to solve problems for our customers. So those are kind of the three main areas that we think about and talk about. And we actually use our own pure storage technology um, in all those aspects. So everything from DR, business continuity, um, to our data platform. So we're, we're, we're not just out there as a company selling into the market, but we're also um, looking at how our own technology can help empower our business as well. Very interesting. Prior to uh, your time at Pure Storage, you were at at t for a couple of decades, uh, a behemoth of an organization. Um, and going from that sort of an environment to this one, especially as you you raise scaling as one of the strategic priorities that you and the, the team are focused on, the, the degree that a business this size and a successful one at that is scaling is obviously different from a Fortune 15, Fortune 20 company like the one that you were with, or perhaps even a lower number than that, uh, that you were with before. And, and I wonder what sort of an adjustment that took for you just to wrap your mind around some of the challenges and opportunities associated with that degree of rapid scaling that you needed to make sure you were anticipating and supporting. Yeah, I, it's, um, it's true. It's, you know, coming into Pure, uh, which, you know, obviously is a much smaller sized company from the number of employees and also, you know, revenue compared to a you know, hundred plus year old company, big change. Um, it's, I have to say that it's super fun. I came into it with this um, attitude of not really sure what to expect, meaning that I hadn't been in um, in a company where you were at that rate of growth and that at the, um, at the same clip, or, you know, that Pure has been going through. So a significant growth, short time period, and um, based on, you know, high customer demand. And um, so when I came in, I was often accused of, looks like you're having too much fun here. And part of it was that recognition that some great things that you do when you're, a, you know, We'll just call it a, um, a young, you know, a fortune something company, a, you know, a single digit fortune company uh, in that there is a lot of historical processes, um, metrics, things like that, that you have in place. And when you come into a company um, like Pure, who is much younger, you know, growing that scale, 
it was this opportunity to say, oh my gosh, all those things I thought of in the past that you had to have everything in place, maybe you don't have to have all those things in place. So the opportunity coming into Pure is modern technology, modern way of um, thinking we don't have a lot of the technical debt from either having lots of mergers, which you know I'd gone through at AT&T. Um, and so you have a lot of what I call benefits of being able to start some really fresh um, ways of either thinking or even just measuring yourself. And so it's um, it's really been quite fun and quite exciting to be able to help Pure to, um, I'll call it navigate some of the potential growing pains where, you know, you can start to see like, gosh, when we get to this point, um, and simple things like number of transactions, number of employees, um, some of those things, those are what are the pivot points where you start to say, I need to do something different. And I need to start having a more mature way of, um, of handling a transaction or a process versus when you're already that size of a company, you know, where it's your hundred and something years old, you don't necessarily have that opportunity to figure out what can I either take out because you've had, you've kind of grown with it all those years. So um, it's been really quite fun. And, and, uh, and I kind of joke when people say, oh, you look like you're having so much fun. I'm like, this is incredible to watch not just the company grow, but then also our people grow and seeing them get so excited about um, the things that they're getting to learn and experience as a, um, you know, as a company changes. You mentioned that you and your team are a customer of sorts for the, the, the product offering of the company. You were a more traditional customer prior to joining the firm. And I'm curious, what advantages did you have? Uh, or maybe uh, did you have to correct some things based upon um, perspectives that you had that, 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 that either were, were true or false before coming into the company? Curious of the, the, the benefits and, and uh, perhaps some of the issues associated with being a customer prior to joining an organization. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll really start with, um, I think I have tremendous advantage of being a prior customer. Uh, we had uh, started working when I was in my prior role um, with Pure when they were just a couple years old. So starting with a company who was very you know, inner, innovative and disruptive and working with a company the size of AT&T who was um, in their own right, very innovative um, and at a different scale and seeing the marrying of that and having a company like Pure be able to operate in that type of a scaled environment was pretty, um, pretty unbelievable. Actually, it was, uh, it was incredible to watch because that's a hard thing for smaller companies to be able to work at that level of a scale and not run into problems. So, um, I have the benefit of coming into Pure knowing what the technology does, what it does to enable a business. And I'm not talking about from a technology perspective. I'm talking, talking about from, you know, the operational advantages. Um, so, seamless upgrades, you know, remote upgrades, being able to do things non-disruptive, things that hadn't really been done before in this space. So I had the advantage of coming into Pure that I knew the technology, I knew what um, what it could do for a business. And so I often kind of consider myself a huge advocate for our customers being here at Pure, not just because I'm in a CIO role, but because I know what it can help them do. And from the lens of, you know, having done it, it's, um, you know, you can see the direct impact to um, everything from your people management to the operations, to your financials, to just how you can support your business. Because I mean, the whole reason why you're bringing technology in is hopefully to make your business better. So I, I would say the the shift I had to make was that um, I'm pretty vocal about what I think um, our customers, you know, need and what they want, especially at that enterprise level. So I think that sometimes um, my passion and energy for being so, um, you know, so strong about like, this is why our customers want to use our product. And as a technology company, we have incredible engineers who are very mindful about feature functions, um, the capabilities we can deliver. 
But I think that we have to also be really careful to make sure that we're, um, I'll call it, you know, over-engineering capabilities because customers are really trying to make shifts and uh, you're trying to transform your own business, whether it's a digital transformation, it's an operational, it's a financial, there's all these things that you're trying to do. And we just have to continually make sure that we're listening to those customers they are at the center of our decisions. And, um, and so I would actually say that I, the one thing that did surprise me is that our, um, our customer support team actually knew AT&T almost probably as well as I did from the standpoint of what challenges, what issues. And I think that's kind of the, um, you know, I'll call it, that's the essence of why customers want to work with companies is you want them to, you know, we know that they're in a business and we know that they, uh, you know, have their own support issues, but we want them to be so involved and dedicated to helping us be successful as a customer that, uh, you know, that's their first, that's the first thought every, every day they have. Yeah. How interesting. I also was curious, uh, you now work, there, there are a lot of uh, companies where the preponderance of tech talent is within an IT department. You're in an IT department in an organization where there are technologists everywhere. And I'm curious um, how you think about differentiating the value uh, that IT provides in a sea of people who, who are deeply technical themselves. Yeah. And trust me, everybody always wants to be the, um, you know, the, the best technologist, no matter what the product is or capability <laughs> is. And that's probably how they think about me when I'm telling, you know, giving them suggestions as well on the product side. Um, I actually feel very fortunate. I think that uh, what I've seen is that when we have opened ourselves up, I, I'm not a believer that you know everything should be centralized, that you pull everything into IT or anything like that. That actually doesn't work. And so what we've tried to do is to incorporate the feedback um, and actually integrate our, um, our, you know, engineers who, you know, they're incredibly bright when I call it kind of, I think of it as like kind of crowdsourcing. So whether it's data issues, it's, um, you know, collaboration tools that we're evaluating, we want them to be part of it. And if you think about it from just an organization change management, so your OCM capabilities, this really actually helps us to, when we're going to introduce technology, if they've been a part of it and part of the evaluation and part of the, you know, comments and, good or bad, we actually, I'd rather have it on the front end than have it on the back end. So I've found that at Pure, um, for the most part, I mean, there's always a couple pockets where you want to go, please tell me what you really believe. <laughs> but for the most part, you really want all of your, um, your technology, you know, friends within the company to participate in helping to guide us the right way. And, and if they're going to be the primary user, certainly they should have a big voice in doing that. So um, I really feel strongly that our job is to enable the business and be that service. And we need their partnership. Otherwise, they will reject um, the type of transformations that we're trying to, to help the business go through with. That's excellent. As you look to the future, uh, Kathy, what what are some of the trends that excite you that are make, beginning perhaps to make their way onto your roadmap? Yeah, you know, the areas that we're focused on right now is thinking um, there's probably, I'll call them two that are you know, top of mind for me. One of them is in the um, in the space of just thinking of the technologies we bring in as platforms. So thinking of um, a platform as something that, you know, instead of trying to focus on integrations of many applications, thinking about are there better ways that we can bring in a platform that we can then use across our business. So that's one thing that we're, uh, we're pretty focused on. So how do you do that with, um, you know, with a product and, you know, um, with a product like ServiceNow, how do you use that as kind of a foundation for what you're doing in your own business to develop and build on and then enable across? So again, I'm, I'm always looking at um, enablement and less integration and the ability to 
have a consistent way that people think about the data and where it's coming from. And I think so that's kind of one, you know, trend, one message. Um, the second one is that I'm really focused on right now is, and I, I recently just saw this on a, um, on a, a study that was just, you know, shared, um, you know, this last, you know, I guess four or five months around, um, around data about what's it going to look like in the next couple of years, you know, thinking about what happened during COVID and that being able to have smarter, faster, faster, more responsible AI. And none of us can actually get there until we have done the, I'll call the due diligence and the, the discipline around how we think about data management. And so there's uh, this one study I read that said, you know, look, we're going to be moving from piloting to operationalizing um, in the next, you know, two or three years. Um, and it'll move at a very significant clip to be able to have more responsible AI. So that's thinking about, you know, how do you shift your own business strategy on a more real-time basis, you know, moving away from having dashboards that are um, predefined reports, but thinking about how are you going to be able to take data that's available in your business and be able to react and think about it, you know, more um, real-time than having it as a defined report that I'm going to go and pull some, you know, data product from, I'll call it that. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's a, a really interesting one that we're starting to think about that we, in order to do those things, you have to kind of prepare your business. So how do you think about structured data? How do you think about unstructured data? How do you merge that? Um, what's it going to look like to, instead of having all these reports available, thinking about um, what really, and, and that I honestly couldn't use some of those predefined reports because trend data might not really be applicable going forward. So I think those are probably the two areas that I think are um, really going to be beneficial and important for us. And you know, and I would say that, you know, the other trend is obviously that's all over, you know, the, um, you know, all technology is we're going to have to keep double down, you know, on security. So that's just going to be that underlying of, you know, where do you think about security and how do you think about it? And I, all those areas I mentioned, you can't get away from it. It has to be kind of embedded in there for you. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, Kathy Southwick, thank you so much for taking time with me uh, today on Technovation. It's been a great conversation. Great. It was great to see you. Thank you.